What's going on? How you doing? Hey, uh, good. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about gear. Just, just me and you, man. Our guest we're, today is we're our... color coded. We're color coded a little bit here. Yeah. Well, I this like is. Uh, what color is this? Is it blue? Navy? It's in the blue family. It's definitely in yeah. the blue family. Yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of blues now. What do you got, Tribbiani, Bing? Uh, uh, 2020? Yeah, I watched that Friends uh, reunion show. People were bagging on it. It was stupid. Over I haven't watched it. I should. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. You know what? I gave it a three out of five. I was wondering, three out of five or three out of ten? Or, you, know, you, you left me hanging. I'll give it a three out of... 100. Whoa. They didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like that at all. They didn't have, uh, what's his face on it? Uh, you know, I can't remember his name, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, man, gear. So I, I, mm-hmm. a, a fan emailed us because their fans asked us <clears throat> questions and stuff. and said, you know, it'd be cool if you guys just did uh, a whole thing on all of your gear and guitars. So I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, it's, uh, you know, for us, it's fun to talk about a uh, all over guitars and stuff. So uh, where do we well, start the with this? Too, we get questions about it all the time. I think we go to the beginning, man. It's, what's funny is thinking back to through my gear history. <laughs> Ooh, you got some CBD. I love it. <laughs> uh, think about the my guitar history and just like, you know, uh, different different amps and stuff uh i know you remember my uh, my first guitar was that area pro 2 electric guitar my dad got me for christmas one year yep uh i always thought that guitar looked really awesome it almost had like a you know the the the, the top and the bottoms what do you call those little i don't know wings <laughs> they, they were yep. equal size you know they looked it just looked nice it was a nice it was almost nice like guitar. it had a little sg kind of thing is there a little talking bit about? of an sg look to it almost yeah you're right was it blue Color yeah, was... it was blue. It had like this blue marbly look. Oh, man, I love that guitar. Yeah. Don't you wish you still had your first guitar? Yeah, mine was a uh mine was a Yamaha, 100 bucks. I paid for it and it was just a Strat copy, but it was Pearl. Uh I don't think I had that when I met you, but um So is I that the one it. that your old guitar teacher has now or something like that? Yeah. I sold That's it pretty to cool him. though. I think for twenty thousand dollars or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, he yeah. still he still has it though, right? He does. Yep. So he that's still has kinda, it. It's it's. I don't know. It feels good when you know. It, mine. Where my mom literally put it out for spring cleaning, like with all the junk, uh, and and some somebody just drove by and picked up that and another guitar that I had gotten from one of my buddies. Just put them out in on spring cleaning. And I came home and I'm like, what? What? Where's these guitars? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I didn't clean like, up after uh, myself. It was some kind of a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're still around somewhere right now. Someone probably burnt them. Uh yeah, it's kind of like sad when you give away or you sell your like original. It's just like one of your children and you just almost want to like go secretly watch them play in the park and feel sad. You like I don't have the same the I don't have the same <laughs> like connection to my first amp my pv bandit uh with one 12 inch speaker in it yep uh, so it's so much distortion though yeah so i mean distortion. <laughs> i don't have this connection to that you know like i have with my guitar no. I, i'm i'm happy i was so happy to have moved on from that actually 
Yeah, everyone had the PV Bandit, and then you would you would just crank the distortion, and then you would turn the, I think it was the mid, you would just turn the mid all the way off, and it would just be like full Slayer. Yeah. Um, yeah, those I mean, are probably the most playing, popular amp. Playing like Seek and Destroy, you know, Metallica yeah. and stuff back then, so. Never heard of those guys, but. Um, yeah, and then I had, I think I had a Fender 112, which was nowhere near as, so I, it was nowhere near as distorted, and then I had to get like a, a pedal i think i got a distortion right. plus pedal for my birthday one year original is original distortion plus which is those are vintage now those are probably worth a little bit of money and uh i don't i don't know where that is i don't know i remember I when when i first started playing with you you were playing with some kind of rack pedal effect i think it was like yeah. uh, you had some kind of control unit and you were playing i mean it was to me it was like it just blew my mind. I'm like, Digitech. what technology is this? <laughs> that was when you were like, getting in way too much shit. So I had like, I think I had the Fender 112, and then I had a Digitech something or other it was called. It was like the high-end yeah. best one you could get. It was like a rack mount thing. And then it came with a, the full pedal board. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the pedal where you could be a wah, or it could be a volume, whammy. or it could be a whammy. It was nuts and of course yeah. it had so much stuff in it you know delays and doublers and distortion and so i would just have everything set up and so mm -hmm. like it was like solo it would like have a you could have like a 5 db boost so you kick on your solo and solo and then it would have more distortion a little delay boom that's when we just started going full uh give tyler 48 <laughs> bars of solos <laughs> yeah i know it's awesome <laughs> oh that's so funny those are good memories uh the pv bandit days oh man so when nah, we got started, what are we what were we playing when we got started? Like when we signed a record deal, we all went on bought gear. But I remember because we we when we first got a record deal, we all initially immediately got deals with companies. So me and you went to PRS, right? Yeah, PRS. I remember the first PRS guitars getting shipped to my house and just like opening them and thinking yeah. like, I made it. Yeah. I brand made new it. smell so the new company just sent me a guitar i didn't even have to pay for it i paid for i bought a prs that's what i was playing when i started playing with you guys because i went and bought that prs from the music store uh the day after christmas they had the the big boxing day sale in canada right that and i went to the long and mcquade and the guy was literally had a the big old white poster boards with the big felt and he's like what should i put on sale next and i was like uh how about those prs over there and he's like all right and he started writing out some kind of a sale and then i just bought bought the prs so then we Which yeah we, was it yeah it was like that the standard i want to say it was a standard 22 it was like a tobacco burst yeah standard 22 yeah. and i loved it uh you know what actually i think uh Chad Kruger used it in the Hero yeah. music video. That's, That's right. the guitar that I went and bought. And then he used it, devalued it, and I had to sell it. <laughs> he devalued it. And I'm pretty sure, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I used this guitar in the Hero. Yeah, you did. I'm sure you did. Yeah, Les Paul custom that. Just... So that's the one that you bought. You were playing when we were jamming, and the the incident happened in your basement, where the guitar was in the studio room and in the tr in the tracking room on the stand, and we all kind of entered the the uh, studio side, uh, the control room side, at the same time, and watched 
the guitar kind of fall over from the stand. And it was like, yeah. what? And nobody, somebody must have like Ghost. pulled on a cable. Somebody must have grabbed a cable with their foot on the way out. Nobody ever admitted to having knocked the guitar over, but. Uh, well, I blame Dean for, as a joke. And I think he like thought I really thought he did it, but he did. I, I, it was me. I pro I think I put it on the stand and it was not put in correctly. Oh, yeah. In the end, the responsibility lies on you, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Or I leaned it against my amp like an idiot and we watched it fall over. And I went in there and the neck was snapped. It I was snapped. Like, no way. I know. It was I... the, yeah. The problem with Gibson guitars where the truss rod goes in, that's the, the fatal flaw of the necks of Gibsons. But uh, yeah, so we started with PRS. Uh, and then, you know, and then uh, Tim, he, you know, he had his uh, AOT drums right. remember he got endorsed there and then dean was did he go what did dean go right to was he playing his fender i don't think so i think he went right to um the company he still uses today what is it which is <laughs> uh, <laughs> the worst for this stuff yeah i don't know uh, uh, Dean plays those. It was P PJ was the guy. Specter, yeah. boom. Specter bass. <laughs> yeah, remember he? I think he. he I mean, Dean were like, nope. But I think he. Because uh, I remember he was originally using that Fender. I think it was a P bass that had the. the what was it called? Hip shot on it, where you would mm -hmm. flick a thing and it would flick and it would drop, drop D. D. It's awesome. That's right. Uh, then he, I think he still has that. Um, mm -hmm. We, I think he used that guitar on most of the fourth record, Low Life and all that stuff. I think is that right. Bass. I think he was using Spectre to start. But what were we using for amps? Well, I got my my mini Marshall stack uh, when I graduated, and it was like uh, it was that Valve Estate, yeah, uh, Marshall, and it had I had the two. 412 stacks but they weren't like the 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 full size stacks they were they were 412 cabinets but they were just like i don't know they were yeah, smaller mini stack yeah. mini stacks but i had that i got that for graduation and i remember thinking that 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 it was just like the most amazing thing marshall stack yeah uh valve state i think it's half yeah, two, and i mean half I solid state i think i played with that until we signed and and did we go and get mesa amps uh then it's so crazy we don't remember any of this how do we not know i remember well we, years man i think we went to well we went to hughes That's and two thirds Kenton. of my life uh really <laughs> <laughs> 20 years man that's like one third of my life uh we, we went to hughes and kettner really quick remember it was yep. that band filter canceled their whole to tour because the singer i think went into uh, rehab so they canceled the whole tour and then they were pissed so I remember we went to their factory or to their warehouse and they're like, you can have it all. It was all of filters stuff. So it was all their cabs and amps. And they said, just take it. So we're like, okay, we kind of like replaced them and we're like, okay. And so I remember how badass I still have mine. It's right over here. It's the, it's the one that all lights up. Yep. It's got, the I have mine. My buddy, Brian uh, is borrowing it for the last I don't know, 10 years. He's paying you a dollar a month. No, but I have this weird gear philosophy and I'm not the kind of guy that loves to have all my gear stored in boxes and just like right. mine, mine. I, I feel like gear likes to be played and wants to be utilized and I can't use it all. 
So I've got guitars yeah. lent out to everybody and I never remember. And then I just, they just end up keeping them. Yeah. Honestly, this isn't a good home. Yeah. But you know, uh, that's the thing is like, I don't want a guitar to just sit in its case in my attic and just turn to dust. They don't age well like that. They age well when you're playing them and they get your human oils, maybe not my human oils, but you know, most people's human mm -hmm. oils. Yeah. Your oils <laughs> will definitely devalue any, uh, any, piece of gear yeah and then because yeah, i think that's how we started and then uh and then once we got going i remember there was a lawsuit because i think i was still playing my les paul on stage as well as the prs's mm -hmm. and i remember a prs came to us and said you can't play that les paul anymore you can't play gibson at all and i was like sure no problem because that was when gibson sued them uh right. for the single cutaway looking like mm -hmm. The Les Paul, the Les and Paul, then there yeah. was a so they had to stop selling those single cuts. So we had all of they call they called them the pre lawsuit uh, PRSs, the ones that they don't I don't think they make anymore. Uh, and we toured were, forever with those. Yeah. I mean, that was those are our main ones. I still have uh, I got one of them right over here. I got I think the first one that I ever got is right here. The Green Lantern ended up mm -hmm. naming it naming a bunch of our early PRS after comic characters and. I still have the Green Lantern, which was the first one that I got. And you had Punisher, which was that Punisher. Punisher's the one that I, I actually called it Evil Dead because I had the Evil Dead sticker on it. But right. uh, it was Punisher was it was what its comic name was, which uh, I I think I maybe Joe. I think I lent that to Joe. Joe might have that one. Our drummer, good old drummer yeah. Joe. He's a good. He he's a talented musician. He can play bass and guitar and everything. So he loves PRS too. He loves those PRS guitars. So I was well, they're really Joe, well built. Borrow it, we, man. Just borrow one. <laughs> we we got to do a uh, tour of the factory. Um, I think it's up there, and it's going to be like Maryland, Virginia, I think. or yeah, Maryland. Yeah. There. Um, really well built, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we played those for quite a while, man. And I remember we did a photo shoot, me, you, and Chris Henderson from Three Doors. I think we were in Germany. Remember? Right, for the Triumph. That was the Hughes and Kettner Triumph. Hughes and Kettner oh, Triumph. Right. And no no joke, friend of mine was like taking a crap at his house, and he has a big <laughs> stack of guitar magazines. I don't know, guitar player or guitar world. And he sent me photos like, what the hell? And it was like, the, it was the full page mm -hmm. of me you and chris like doing the rock horns oh yeah something like in germany somewhere some brick old brick wall and we're like, i remember so doing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what is this i'm like what are you doing it's like i'm just using the bathroom and i'm going through the reading these old magazines do you have this i'm like no i, I didn't even think I, I knew it was in that magazine i have that one <laughs> i have a copy of that so one. good and then what happened? We so we used that stuff for a while. We did go to Mesa. We went to we did a big switch and we went to Mesa and it was like full out. We had like tons of Mesa stuff. And that's I think when we went to um where we had the huge wall of Mesa. Yeah, they Remember made us had, some they made them some custom like gold thread. Yeah. Uh some dummy cabs. Yeah. And and uh when we went out with Motley Crue that first time. Yep. Um we were using all those Mesas. And uh, and then something happened. I don't know what happened with PRS, but we just kind of we never heard from them ever again. It was just one day we just never heard from them ever again. Couldn't they maybe changed reps or something? You know, there's something this weird happened. world of like uh, of people that that rep these things to artists and stuff like that. And 
like if one of them just disappears, it's like they they replace them with somebody new and they just start new relationships or or I don't know. It's, yeah, it's 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 a weird system. So we I mean, we didn't we weren't bitter or anything. We were like, I don't know. But the timing was just perfect because um, I did this. I did this country music uh, awards and uh, I had to perform on stage at this the CMT and um, with this country singer. And Gibson called me and said, we want you to play this. It was a, um, it was the J, it was, I think it was called the J, what's the Jumbo ones? Right. JS uh, or something. Oh, you're the one that has that. SJ 300, it was called. It was like the, it was a 300. It was all inlays. And the thing, I think was it was acoustic an guitar? Acoustic, yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we have the, the 200. Super, the Super the th- Jumbo SJ 300. Yep. It was 300. It was a 250 or something. It was like the high end. Eight thousand dollar. It was the most beautiful thing for I've this ever story. Seen. Let's call it an SJ five hundred. It's the SJ five. The only one. <laughs> Solo man five thousand. <laughs> and so they want me to perform on stage. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, would you like to do a deal with Gibson, an exclusive deal? And I was like, hundred percent. So then we all of a sudden we just went to Gibson, uh, and they, I mean, I don't know how many guitars we got through Gibson. I mean, my lord. I think I must have gotten 15 guitars over the next two record cycles from them. I mean, it was got to a point where we were playing, or at least I was playing, I think, a guitar, a different guitar for every song. And people were like, how many guitars does this guy have? And I'm like, Shh. You know? Yeah, it was nice. I got a bunch of guitars, too, in that period. And I got my, like, my double neck. I started, like, almost like, uh, yep. like just going through my wish list. And I'm like, hmm, what do I want to get here? Let's see. A double neck. Let's do that. Uh, hmm, What else? Mm -hmm. So I was like, really, it was a fun time, actually. And I actually remember kind of the whole Gibson thing changed when that big flood happened in Nashville, which was really sad. But Gibson got hammered by that that flood. And I mean, quite a few years ago now. But I think a ton of their stock got destroyed and they just I think they pretty much stopped a lot of their endorsement deals with the exception of maybe Slash and Zach Wilde or something. But but at that point, it was kind of like, you know, we had filled our guitar vaults with guitars. And now now, I mean, just you have this luxury of playing kind of what you want to play. You've amassed them. I don't even know how many guitars I own now, but it's like I get to go and pick what I want to play for the tour. And there's some that people really love the look of, but I don't love the sound of as much. And maybe they don't make it or it's fun to actually decide what, what guitars are going to be for what songs. And well, then you, you know, we pick up some guitars on tour. That's the fun thing. Like, uh, I think in Cincinnati, is it where you bought that RD artist? Yeah, the RD artist, nineteen seventy-seven RD artist, hanging on my wall, just on my stairwell out there. Um, which, uh, what's his name from? Uh, Dave Grohl plays uh, like some RD artists sometimes, yeah. and uh, I love the look of it. It's almost like a reverse Firebird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wanted one Not of those, and those. and I went. And, uh, they had one in the shop there. They got what's that? Sh- I forget what that shop's called, but touring bands will know it because everybody goes there. Yeah, it was walking distance from uh, where we performed, but it, yeah, it was very small, old vintage shop. And you'd go up these. Remember, you go up these little mm-hmm. staircase. It was all tight. Yeah, uh, and then I did the same thing. I bought a a, a '57 Les Paul um, when we were down in Florida. I think we had a day off. Mm-hmm. I remember. I just picked it up. 
I think I paid, I think I paid 10 or for it. And it's kind of sad that uh, guitars right now, they're not really appreciating. You can go online right now and you can buy some vintage guitar for next to nothing. It's crazy. But um, now's the time. Now's the time now's to start the time. filling oh, the vault. Let me look up what do we got here. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing lately is now you're just right. Just got like paid. I, like, yeah, I've been just looking for something that I really want. Like I, I start getting into Gretsch. I got a couple of Gretsch. I got a country gentleman, like a Chet Atkins, and they're oh, phenomenal. Yeah, because we were we used a bunch of those on our last few uh, studio records, and, yeah. and yeah, it's it's fun. You know, guitars have personalities, and it's interesting to you know, like people, studios are the best because it's like they've had so many guitars roll through that they 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 can identify ones that are just like diamonds in the rough and so then you mm -hmm. go in the studio and there'll be like five guitars that just look so beat up and worn in and, it, and they're like don't change the strings yeah there's a string missing don't you're like there's a string touch, missing on this and they're don't like touch anything with that guitar don't even yeah. look at it it's perfect right the way it is yeah, yeah. so it's crazy because they just have all these just diamonds in the rough and then you're like Hmm, I want one of those. And then you go buy one and it doesn't sound as good. And you're like, eh, no, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. So then I, and I know what we got kind of to a point, I think it was around probably, a, you know, 2009 or something. I don't know where it was, but we, we went psycho. Cause I think we saw, we toured with other bands and see that their, their old school setups like Mick Mars and stuff where they, their setups are just ridiculous. So we said, well, we want to do that too. So that's when we went to the full, um iso cabs iso cabs so they're these massive boxes they're 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 like a huge like vault i don't know how big they are they're probably four feet high I mean, well after mesa you started playing your marshall marshals again right yeah. you just started playing your old marshall so you had to crank those things up yep. to warp 10 and <laughs> and then and so then they were yeah. like i remember our sound guys like man we need to like get an iso cab for that thing because it's it's blasting off the stage and i was resisting i was playing through orange amps which i actually got from we did that uh we did crew fest 2 and charm city devils was one of the bands touring and and they had like an orange endorsement deal and their rep came out one day and i chatted with them and he's like do you want me to send you an amp i'm like send me an amp yeah try it and so he sent me an amp it came like i don't know four days later and everything was just like dialed to high noon as a rocker verb 100 and yep. just plugged it in at soundcheck. I'm like, put it in and play it tonight. Let's do it. Yeah. And it's awesome. I mean, you cannot go wrong. Like with an orange rocker verb. Well, that's 100. when we, I mean, it was fun. We were cranking our amps. We had like, yeah. we had our ramps in the cabs in ISO booth. So we could just, there was no limit. I do remember the soundproof before I had an ISO cab and my cab was just on the stage and the stage was like right at head level for the people. And there was like a, <laughs> a couple, you remember this? Yeah, casino, some, yeah. yeah a casino show or something it was a couple. And like my amps just like, I guess it was just hammering right in their sonic faces. Like it was just <laughs> right where it was dialed into their ears. Exactly. Tunneled right in. And I mean, at first I thought they were kind of joking, like shit, they would yell something out and then I, then I realized they were just like they couldn't hear anything but my amp and then oh, I yeah, they were like, pissed yeah. they wanted to, like they between songs i can't hear what they're saying and i'm like all right how you guys doing out there and he's like turn this shit down <laughs> and i'm like what 
I don't know what they're saying. And Dave, I look at you and you're going, they want me. It's me. You're pointing memory. Yeah, you're like, pointing at me. you like, it's me. They're mad at me. I'm yeah. like, what's going yeah, on right me. now? What's going on? And Dave's like, it's me. It's me. I'm like, all right. All of course, right. I'm Next. at first I'm like, you guys got the best seat in the house. What are you talking about? You know, like making jokes like that. But yeah, they, they yeah, didn't agree. <laughs> they did not agree. Yeah. 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 The ISO cabs were awesome because it was a full 412 in this salt this thing that was a vault and you lock it and then you would keep it on the truck so it would stay on the semi or in another room backstage you'd, you would, wouldn't even be on stage and there would just there'd be a mic inside of it and you would just mm -hmm. plug it in you could put two mics in there and the thing would just rattle and then yeah i would just turn my amps up to 10 yep. like go let's go um problem with the marshals though because they were vintage jmps every night they sounded different there's no shielding, so like we You're always would just picking check. up stuff. <laughs> your wah pedal would be the best. You'd be you literally turn your wah pedal on. You'd be picking up some kind of television show from <laughs> yeah. Mexico or something. Yeah, it was so loud, and I'm like, so is this usable? What do we do? And they're like, oh no, it's fine. It at 5 p.m. by law, the law, <laughs> they have to shut it down or something. So sure enough, with Showtime, they would be it would go away. But yeah, every day, like sometimes I get up there and play and be like, this doesn't sound, something's, what's wrong? They're like, text like, I don't know, this man's an old amp, you know. Two well, as hard, as hard as the road is on us human beings, it's even harder on that gear. It be yeah, really okay. beats gear up. That's, that's one of the things we really also loved about those PRS guitars is that they just were so roadworthy and could just withstand such a beating. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I'd never, Never broke or snapped a neck on a PRS, but multiple times on a uh, another guitar, whether I did it myself. Yeah, well, I do think you <laughs> whipped an Explorer like 50 feet into the air and it came crashing down on the stage and snapped into a few pieces. I've done some stuff where I've taken my guitar and I've like grinded against mm -hmm. the memorizer like this. And then after the show, a uh, guitar tech comes over and is like, here's what you did to your guitar. I just want to let you know. Or because he almost like. Or you'll knock the microphone over with your guitar like a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get mad at something and I, I use my guitar and then guitar tech's like, oh, because he knows that he's going to have to fix it. Whatever I've done to it. And he'll show me the next I, day. Hey, check, come check out what you've done. Come check it out. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I never I never spaz. See, just you. It's all the emotion, spaz. Dave. The emotion. <laughs> I, I, you know, I expect perfect. You know, me and Joe are very similar where like Joe literally will like, hit a hi-hat weird and then he's just like you can tell too we have these little thing we can have this telltale uh, signs that joe's not having a good show i know joe is not having a good show because i'll go over there and try to get him out of his funk and yeah. he won't even look at me because he knows yeah. i'm there to try to get him out of his out of his funk and he knows he i'll just, do it and he doesn't want to get out of his funk he wants to stay there and i'm like so what was the problem what he had a bad show he's like oh man i sucked and I'm like, what happens i hit this hi-hat sideways or something and we're like dude what <laughs> it's the same thing like the audience can't hear any of that shit they don't know what's going on but yeah, we do it every night so i screw up every single night that's to some extent sometimes i mean it's been a while since there's been a real train wreck screw up but it it, it happens it's possible. i love it i love when someone screws up and it's not me it's usually me i, I think i screw up the most no, yeah but you'll and you'll sometimes like play the wrong chord or something but yeah you know you got an excuse if you're singing it's a little different when you play the wrong chord i instant instinctively think i've played the wrong chord though so we I, I'm never sure something funny you're like something's what off that? what's that noise yeah so then we we ditched all that shit man we had so I mean we did a we did a gear 
full purge. What, was that Cleveland? <laughs> Me, you, and Joe? Who? No, you. I didn't go. You and Dean and Joe went. That's right. You I said, did not go. You said go fuck your do it yourself. I remember you. Remember you're like they said, hey, we got to pick that. out what what gear we want to save and what we want to get rid of. I said get rid of it all. Yeah. And therefore, I don't have to go. Because I think it was just like we had it was in Cleveland. We had one crew guy that lived in Cleveland, Harry. And it's like you know you can't have the the guy by himself. He doesn't know when he sent us photos. It, I mean, the amount of gear we had was <laughs> disgusting. Ridiculous. I, we found yeah. I found amps in boxes in plastic, mm -hmm. brand new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, we you'd have five times as many pedals. Like you'd find, I'm like, well, here's a tuner in a box. Yeah, There's five <laughs> TU three brand new tuners here. Like, and I just start taking shit home. It was crazy how much stuff we found. Yeah, and there was like eight or 10 cabinets and mm -hmm. and then there's Tons multiple drum sets didn't joe had two or three oh, yeah. drum sets in there multiple in like, huge in huge cases that are as big as yeah. your living room yeah they're all this in these massive yeah it was crazy how much stuff we had and backdrops yeah, multiple backdrops yeah and then you know what we had a ton of is those like monster energy drink or whatever those tent things that pop open <laughs> you know yeah, we had a bunch of those, and I think we had four hundred lawn chairs. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had an inflatable and boat. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> Your fucking boat. Well, you know, every now and again, uh... you wake up and and the show has something. Uh, the, the like you, the show has something different to offer. And we woke up one day and there was a uh, there was like a lake behind, was a lake the, behind stage. the stage. And they're like, anybody have any anybody have any rider requests? I'm like, yeah, how about a little rubber dinghy? <laughs> and they brought it. I went out there, and you went out there, and then some guy thought you were trying to sneak into security. The show? Thought I was boating into the <laughs> backstage to try to sneak backstage. I'm like, I'm get in the fucking boat. band, dude. Yeah, like <laughs> I boated across so to good. get backstage. Yeah, so good. Freeze! Stop right you there. You're like, what's going on? You can't on? make some of this shit up. It's so good. <laughs> get them, boys. <laughs> hey, I'm coming back with a book and a fishing rod. You know, like that's right. We had fishing rods too. Those with yeah. Bobo. You and Bobo got into fishing. Uh, <laughs> this is the shit we do. It's just like backstage, and it's like summer. It's like, what do you want to do? Let's get the runner to get some fishing rods. <laughs> and then that what? was it. That was the only time you used that boat for the whole tour. And then it just <laughs> sat in storage. I could have used it last weekend. I just had to buy a new boat. Oh, well. I have multiples, bro. You guys owe Ship me. Ship that boat to you. Ship it. <laughs> I think we gave it to somebody. That's anyway. the problem, too, is we'd had so much gear, and it would cost you so much money to ship it. Like, you couldn't be like, oh, sh just ship that to me. Like, if it cost thousands of dollars to ship, like, Joe's drum kits to him. I mean, they weighed. Well, we got we got we talked into no the A-pack. We got the A-pack and the B-pack. So we got yeah. our A-gear pack and our B-gear pack. And if we have a show that's tough to make it to, we can send the B-gear pack. Yeah. The fly rig, they called it. The fly rig. Uh, and you're just... Yeah. So we had... Yeah, what's, so in we had the multiples. what's in the What's in the B-rig pack? It's all the A-rig pack shit that's broken. Oh. <laughs> that's what it what? is. What? And that's that's our fly rig? Is this smart? Well, that's what Let's it was go. because it was Let's and go then to Europe. Get, yeah. <laughs> and then that's what it was. So they could, you know, guitar tech would come up to me like, Hey Tyler, so what guitars do you want in which rig? And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, well, we got, we're flying to Europe, do a European tour. We're going to bring, we're going to use our fly rig because you only ship, you're not going to ship cabinets and stuff there and, and full drum risers. So they'd be like, I'm like, put the white Les Paul in there and with this and that. 
So then you would have like, yeah, two full separate things. And it just became, we still do it, but I think now they do at the end of a tour where they separate the Scott Dixon cases for flying, just for oh, flying. To, so much gear. You're right. It's insane how much stuff you amass or you turn into your hoarders. Every band is hoarders. Order. I mean, I can imagine like Motley Crue, I think like bands like that, Guns N' Roses, they have like down by LAX, there's a, a that's kind of where all the huge arena bands have their storage. And it's like, a, you know, a hangar. Mm-hmm. I think some bands like Motley Crue, they keep all of their old stages. Like, so they'll probably have their full stage from whatever tour 1994 where Tommy Lee went upside yeah. down or something. They still have all that stuff. It's just sitting in some massive storage somewhere. Iron Maidens is actually a real hangar and it's got like, this is the plane we we Bruce took us yeah. on the... <laughs> yeah, 747. The, the 1989 run. I wonder if Megadeth has theirs in Hangar 18. <laughs> yeah, probably. <I> so. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, you know, we were going to mention... Uh, Ray Bishop, who actually oh. is a badass artist. Who? How do we meet Ray? Well, we we met Ray in Michigan just uh, randomly, and he he tried to convince me like he wanted me so badly to he wanted to paint a guitar, and and then finally when we did that Gibson deal and we were getting a bunch of Gibsons, I said, you know what, I'm going to get them to send you a Flying V, and I want you to do the Canucks, the old right. flying V Canucks logo on it for him. And so we discussed it and that's kind of how it started. And I said, you know, I want to be a Jersey, put my name on the back of my number. And, uh, and that's kind of where it started. He painted that one for me. And I still in Canada, get a ton of requests to bring that guitar out and play it for something. I usually play it for better off or some gasoline. Didn't you have some issues with it or something? Yeah. And then we sort of stripped out some of the electronics and just did the whole like sort of straight in thing without, right. uh, disconnecting everything yeah yeah so it's uh i mean it sounded good i used it on that last tour that we did before uh lockdown uh and it still sounds good i enjoyed it did you do anything because then i got into it i was like wait a minute and joe got into it so joe got i think he got at least one or two drum kits fully done up by ray yeah and then i was like hey man can i get another guitar done he's like listen dude i'm really busy okay i got the drummer yep. from theory the lead singer from theory i, I don't know if i'm gonna have time for you yeah uh, you last time i heard from him full elbowed out of the way <laughs> i was just the stepping stone you got taylor swift mom that's uh, right yeah and then i did a bunch of guitars my favorite is still um the hate my life guitar where it's got the hobo on the you flip it upside down and it actually says fuck you fuck or off. something in it was it say fuck off yeah it's your lyrics fuck you i don't know (laughs) fuck you but he did it backwards so i could flip it i told him i want to be able to flip it up and show the eyes and they actually took the fang to the fender the the gibson logo on the headstock that's almost like a crown thing and he turned into a middle finger yeah it was it was uh, phenomenal i like he he did your fender he did your fender telly and i really like that paint job it looks uh it's got all the checkerboard stuff on there it's got a real classy look to it. Yeah, that guitar I still use. Uh, he did your bad girlfriend. He did a bad girlfriend guitar for you, I think. Is that yeah. is that all he's done? Three? No, he did a um, the Silver Sparkle, three thirty five with a Bigsby. Um, and that one was crazy. I think it had like a gnarly eyeball thing on it. I can't remember what the theme was, but the whole thing was Silver Sparkle, and I end up giving that to the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, yeah, I don't know if they put it up in one of their places, but they, 
they usually do that. They usually acquire as much. So they send a thing out and you can, they asked if, uh, I think me and you both sent them a guitar or was it just me? It was not me. It was just you. I, yeah, they asked me and I was sense. like, no, no, all mine. I don't, I don't no. sell my guitars. I put mine out to my friends. I, I lend you. mine out to my buddies. I never asked you. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Joe sent the, yeah, something from the kid. Or Dean, you I think Dean sent your old face. dirty stage clothes. I'm like, what? Yeah, here's some socks. Um, yeah, so I think he did four. I think he did uh, one for Post Malone or something like that not too long ago. He did some kind of a custom paint job. And it's like really? he painted the back of the neck with all his like finger tattoos or something. Yeah, I think he did oh, some wow. kind of a... He's phenomenal. Um, he, he, he does pretty much does... Uh, helmets for nhl goalies he's done a gazillion uh check yeah, him out ray how. bishop a little shout out but uh i don't know like we went through so many different companies and stuff and then i finally switched after marshall i went right to a kemper i think i i might have been in denver i ran into he came to our show i think it was the rep at kemper or something said hey i can't give it to you for free i'll give you artist price I'm like Let's do it. Or he sent it to me for free to try out. And if I liked it, I could pay buy it. Right. And I loved it because we, I think me and Bobo or Bobo, we used my JMP, which I still had and recorded it into the Kemper. So we had right. my, so every night I would be playing my Marshall JMP, but to the Kemper. So I love the Kemper. It's great because it sounds the same every night. And then when you bring it to Europe, it's, it's just like, it's a, it's like a thinker. It sounds the same. Yeah, three or four rack mount space. You put it in like an SKB case, you can bring it on a plane with you. So that's why I play ever since. And you know what? It's, there's not even a cab on stage. It is direct to the monitor board. And it's just, uh, I think our sound guy loves it. Uh, and then um, you were still I'm, on. Yeah, I'm still orange. using my orange rocker verbs. I've got one right over here packed up, ready to get moved with all my stuff. And. Uh, I still have a cab. I have it uh, on stage. It doesn't point towards the audience anymore. I kind of point it off side stage uh, so that I can still move some air, and uh, which I really, really love to do. And uh, that's that's my setup. Doesn't hasn't changed now. I honestly really been playing those rocker verbs since Crewfest, which was yeah, a two thousand and eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So since the camper, me the the three of us have been playing. Dean has been on the same stuff his whole career. I don't think Dean has come off of Mesa, right? Dean's been using Mesa, I think, yeah. forever. I think so. And Spectre. That's it. Why change? He's good. So, mm -hmm. and uh, he, I think he just puts the, what's he, has like a 8 by 10 He just puts sideways somewhere, and it's on the side. Yep. Faces across the stage. Yeah, get a little bit of bass across the stage you almost do a whole show on pedals because it's just like man we've gone through you know the studio is where you really start to mess around with pedals and then then when you get on for i mean again with the kempers you can just dial in your effects and get it to sound exactly how you want it to for me i'm just here trying to replicate as best i can <laughs> well you're yeah. still old school where you have all the pedals yeah i got five six stomp boxes all like chained together I am all full electronic. I like it because there's a, uh, it's just ease of use for me where I just, everything yeah. is scrolls up. So it, it has the set list in, in it. Yeah. So I walk on stage and it'll say, we're starting with low life. It'll say low life. 
Yeah. One, so you know zero. you're on the right channel. You're ready to rock. Yeah. And then I just push the up button and it goes to the next song, whichever is bitch came back and it says bitch on it. And then, and then it actually will. Your, your pedal board is your set list. That's amazing. And I still can't figure it out. And then, yeah, and then it'll actually change the tuning, which I love. So we could actually do a whole, I could do a whole set on one guitar because I can actually like pitch it up and down. And, and there's a tiny bit of a delay. But it sounds phenomenal. I love that it. You just can't hear. The I've difference. definitely been considering getting a Kemper for for my B rig, you know, for my fly rig, <laughs> uh, just because. Uh, even though the beauty of orange is that is that you know like usually we fly into England and that's like where they come from. So yeah. they're just like you know I'm no flying problem. right to the source and they're just like here's an amazing sounding amp and they've always been so great just taking. I literally just say, Hey, I'm flying in here and flying out here. And they're like, we'll take it care. Yeah, no problem. But I do think that it would be nice to have the Kemper. I think that, uh, like you say, you can adjust tunings, you can, you know, dial in all your effects. It would make, I think it would make fly shows, uh, really compact and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Never but I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So I don't know how many guitars I have at home or lots but i yeah. think on the road it's it's interesting how many there is hidden in the truck and you're like hey i'm like my god i forgot i had this can i play this tonight he's like sure like there's a, i think there's a, a tobacco les paul that i just never played and then one night i saw it like guitar tech was playing with it or something I'm like yeah what's that it's yours it is cool <laughs> can i play it he's like sure and then uh, play, it no. sounds amazing no it sounds amazing. I'm like, this sounds way better than my White Les Paul. White Les Paul custom is just like too dark. He's like, yeah, it sounds, isn't it, it's just, isn't it weird awesome. how sometimes guitars like you put them away when they're not sounding right. Something's wrong. You're like, nah, nah, it's not good. Put it away, put it away, and then you bring it out later, and you're like, whoa, this sounds amazing. What changed? Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. Just maybe my ears, or maybe different. I don't know. Yeah, you date. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like being with someone, and then you just start like not caring what you look like around them and stuff, <laughs> fart around them and stuff. You're like, who cares? And then they're oh. like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Like, no, 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 wait. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, how long have we been chatting about gear here? I think we're lots. It's just too much fun. I guess we could almost do a two part series. It just goes on and on, dude. I mean, that's, I think we caught up. I mean, that's pretty much where we're at now. So but now we, like you said, we play pretty much whatever we want to play. I play. I, I got. I got a Fender on stage. I got Gretsch's on stage. I got Gibson's on stage. I don't play any more PRS's on stage. People but, don't offer us any more endorsements because we don't want them. We're just like, no thanks. Hey, will you endorse us? We're like, nah. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy we've that been day. with uh, <laughs> SIT strings from almost almost we were yep. Diodario to start, and uh, something was going on. I don't know what's going on, but. I kept breaking strings or something. We mm -hmm. changed the SIT and boom. Now, I mean, how many times is, uh, a year do I break a string? Zero. It's rare. It's Zero. rare. Yeah. Never rare. Yeah. If you break a string, it's like once a year. You're like, whoa. And it would yeah. be user error. It'd probably be because you got so, like, you just started rocking too hard. You yeah. Know, yeah. Was, usually is out of the, the crowd was jazzed yeah. and you're just like, adrenaline's pumping. Oh yeah, there's definitely times where you like I look down and my hand is bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, what happened there? And you just caught it on the the bridge mm -hmm. or something. And you just you don't feel pain. 
it's rocking until an hour after and you're like oh god what happens <laughs> you don't feel pain and then you realize it's it's literally just a pinprick it's just bleeding massive amounts so you yeah because you're just pain. all jacked up yeah and then you're just a big baby oh i don't know man cancel the show tomorrow i don't know Go. Oh, oh, that was fun man, man. that was fun that was fun my gear yeah i could talk forever I like doing these little uh, chats. Uh, we should do more of these. So if you uh, are watching these and, and you th and have an idea for us, uh, feed us some because that would be uh, the gear chat was a great idea. Whoever that dude was, Steve, maybe Steve, Brandon. Name is Steve, Brandon. Anyway, I'm not it's sure. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. But thanks, man. Keep keep them coming. Bandmeetingpodcast at gmail.com. You can send mm -hmm. us your. Uh, your thoughts, what what we should talk about, or guests. Got tons of people are talking about guests. Ironically, a lot of the guests that they say, recommend are guests that we try to get on the show, or or are already having on. Just pe are people that we know. It's usually people mm -hmm. in the rock bands. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, go drink some Kill Cliff. Uh, go buy some merch on our band meeting podcast mm -hmm. website, and uh, oh, that's it. Check out our one piece, uh, our one part series. It's technically the smallest series you can have, <laughs> one part on gear. Oh, and our Dean counters at six. Holy yeah. man, Dean got a lot of chats today this time. That's well, nice. None, nothing about him throwing up, so that's good. <laughs> Till now, right on. <laughs> Until next time. See you later. <laughs>